And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports Events. And I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. Stevie D, I, I see you're a little slanted over there, so we can see that nice Jets helmet over there. Uh, somebody's been smiling. It, it it hasn't been a full week yet, but somebody well, actually today would make it a full week, right? And somebody has been smiling nonstop because like the act, the activities that took place there in Las Vegas. You know, I got perma smile going. You you do. You do, right? It, it was like you you went up to the slots, right? You, you dropped in. Uh, you know, well, actually, now Triple they seven, baby. Triple and, seven, baby. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a big day for you guys. You, you know, Stevie D, it was a big day for a lot of teams. Uh, and then it was a, a quiet day for a lot of teams. This was a really, really weird draft, right? When, when you look at what happened, because so many – uh, teams had had made these offseason trades, and they they were free willing, free spending, you know, giving away these first round picks. And next thing you know, you look at the board, and you have all these teams with multiple picks, right? Your team being one of them, right? You know, with El Presidente, you know that that trade uh, that has paid dividends for you guys, but that trade um, sending Jamal Adams to the Seahawks, right? And you guys were the, the the benefactors of being able to get those first round draft picks. I, it, it was it was quite interesting. The Giants had two picks, right? They were in there going crazy, and and you know there were others in there. And you, the, the the odd thing when you watch this draft, there's a couple things, and and I'll, I'll let you I'll let you go for sure. But the odd thing was that compared to drafts in the past. Right, you would sit there and you'd watch the scroll, right, or the ticker. We've had the ticker on ours, right? And you watch it and you wait for your team's name, and you'll see NYJ, and you're like, okay, the Jets are up, and then NYG, the Giants are up, and then you'll see SEA, and you know they'll go. Then all of a sudden, NYJ, and you're like, wait, did I just miss my team? Right, where where am I in this list? <laughs> right. And then you start seeing some of the other teams, and then you're like, what's going on here, right? Where where are my team? Where's my team, right? So I thought that that was kind of odd, just, you know, with all these teams with multiple picks. But the other thing, you know, they need to rename this. Hey, there's Terry. Hey, Terry, how are you? Welcome. But they, they needed to rename the 2022 draft to the Georgia Bulldog Invitational. Right? Fifth. 15 picks. 15. Yeah, record setting night for them. Right. Think, of, think about it. Just think about this for a minute. When you have your roster, you have 11 on offense and 11 on defense. <laughs> right? That's 22. The other seven guys better be true freshmen or else they, they're sitting at home like, what happened? <laughs> the whole team got drafted. How, how does that happen? Yeah. That that's that's phenomenal by Georgia. I mean, that's a record, right? And I don't know what the old record was. I don't know if it was fourteen. I thought I, I think, saw. I four, think it was fourteen. Florida State or uh, I, I, I wish. I, wish I, don't know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ohio yeah, State was, was one of them, and I'm trying to think of who the other was. But yeah, definitely Ohio State was one, and yeah. 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 yeah one of the one of the more popular terms in the last couple of years has been. The new norm, right? In, in life and science, everybody says the new norm. Well, from a Jeff perspective, this could be the new norm going forward. And what I mean by that is teams 
trading away their first round picks to get top talent back from the other team saying, you know what, I'm willing to forego that first round pick wherever I'm picking to go get that wide receiver or go get that defensive end or go get that safety because I want that ready now talent. I'm willing to pay for it and I don't want to wait and develop. So, you know, this could be a trend that we're going to see because eight, think about that, eight teams going into draft had a had minimum of two picks right. and six teams didn't have any. Yep. That, that is crazy when you, you know, any draft historian will say that's never been done before, obviously, but I think this is a trend going forward. Uh, I, that, I think you're right. I, I, I think the excitement of the trades, right? Big name. I mean, think about AJ Brown gets traded during the draft. Wow. I mean, that was a big. I mean, all of a sudden, I still think, and we'll get into it. And I'll probably jump for him. I mean, what the Lions did, the Lions jumped up, and the, and the Eagles like, yeah, they're not going to take Williams. Then all of a sudden, they take Williams. Like, uh oh, we better we're going to take the the tackle, uh, the defensive tackle, and then it's like. Hey, Tennessee, want to trade A.J. Brown? <laughs> it's like, that's great. I mean, the, the whole A.J. Brown thing, I mean, you brought it up. Let's let, let's just jump into it, right? Yep. And, again, thank you to everybody uh, for reaching out and, uh, you know, always following us. Uh, Terry, we appreciate that. Nick, we appreciate that. And to all the others that are on here, again, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. You can see some of our handles up there, OW underscore sports, OW sports. OW Sports 12 is Twitter, <laughs> OW Sports YouTube, and, of course, you can go to the website, owsports.net. You know, before you get into that, on, on the Twitter handle, people are saying, why would they come up with 12? It was a compromise. It was. It was. It was a, it was a total compromise, and it actually worked out really well. It's it, like the it, Louisiana it, compromise. You're right. It was Jim Kelly and Joe Namath. That's how we came up with 12. So it was a compromise on both sides. So if people are wondering where the 12 came from, it it was a compromise on both sides. And Bill's Mafia, originally I started at 17. Just to let you know that that's where I was, was at 17. (laughs) Now it's not going to (laughs) happen. So, all right. Oh, now Terry said she would remember the name if she had a shirt. We, you know, we are going to make these available. We, we are definitely going to make these available. But, Stevie D, you, you brought up the trade. I, I, I blew it, right? I just blew a gasket when, it, when I heard this trade because I thought it was the dumbest trade out there, right? And they can say whatever they want to say. But they decided to mortgage the future, Right? by trading away A.J. Brown to bring in a guy that is supposed to be compared to A.J. Brown, right? It made no sense. You're risking everything on a proven commodity so that you can go on the cheap and get somebody in there on the cheap. That's what you're doing. But yet you're so close, right? I mean, obviously you're so far away because my bills are are, are – far and and above, but still, you're so close to being a good team, right? I'll I'll leave it. They were the one seed last year, right? Bill's Mafia is in 2022 now. We we have forgotten about 2020. I I just want to recap when you say you're so far, far away. Tennessee was the one seed. That was in 2021. Yes, correct. New year, new chapter, and now Bill's Mafia just took off, right? We're like Usain Bolt, gone, right? Right. I'm tracking now. I'm tracking. 
But you mortgage all of that, right, to go bring in this rookie. I there's just just so much wrong with this, right? From an organization, there's so much wrong. But now look at the pressure that you put on the rookie. Right? This kid's coming in with the expectation that from day one, he is going to play at the level of A.J. Brown, if not better. Don't like it. Think about this. To to, to your point, but I'm going to like put it like a cherry on top and maybe put a bow around the side of it. The Tennessee Titans screwed up so bad that the value that A.J. had was probably before the draft when Adams got traded and you, you talked about, you know, Debo Samuel w- w- was looking to get traded. And they, there was some right. value to get from a team. All of a sudden, you get leapfrogged. Your guy gets drafted and you panic. <laughs> right? Well, I just, well, actually, uh, well I, oh, actually I, I think I said that backwards because it really wasn't they panicked. The Eagles panicked. And they made a, really a great trade because all they did was swap the pick. They, they dropped the, uh, the Titans down to 18. And I, I think a fourth rounder and a fourth rounder. So really, you 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 move back six picks and you got a fourth rounder for A.J. Brown. Like, you really didn't get any value back for A.J. Brown. None. 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 Compared to what you could have gotten. When I say panic, they didn't panic. The Eagles panicked and they had to make the trade real quick. But yeah. as far as the a value of that pick, they, they got no value uh, for A.J. Brown. Think about what they could have gotten when the Jets were calling and other teams were calling pre-draft, well, you know, a week or two before the draft, the Jets may have offered up to 10. They could have had the 10th pick. They could have. Right? And so it, it's just crazy how that went sideways because you knew before then you weren't going to re-sign A.J. Brown. So if you were holding out that somebody on draft day was going to give you a haul on draft day, well, that backfired. This really backfired. By completely. Uh, completely. And then, and then the other wide receiver trade was Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Something and, happened there that he didn't want to play there anymore. And Mr. One, well, because probably who was, you know, where's JB when you need him, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because JB can't stand Lamar Jackson. And maybe Hollywood Brown can't stand Lamar Jackson either. But Lamar was not happy. Was that, And yeah, I wouldn't be they either. They, they, well, they... They knew. I think. I think the story came out that Hollywood Brown already talked to Lamar, and let him know what was going on. That he didn't want to be there anymore. So, okay. so Lamar knew before the trade that Brown wanted out. They just made the trade on draft day to fulfill his wish. It's the story that I read. Again, how true? I don't know. It's a story I read. So, yeah. But that was another. I mean, crazy, crazy. Yeah, just the way every everything unfolded. But and that was to the Cardinals. Yeah, who I thought the Cardinals overpaid. Folly, but, but don't go there because that's that we we that we gotta talk about the Cardinals later. <laughs> not 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 today. Not today. <laughs> Again, Stevie D and, and Terry, thanks for thanks for noticing. Loving loving the OW Sports swag. That we, that we got going on, right? We got hats, polos. We got quarter zips, right? I mean, we are all out. <laughs> and, and being all out, draft day starts, clock is ticking, 
And I'm looking at my watch like, oh, man, it's going to be a late night. Right? Yeah, you said that. <laughs> it's going to be a late night. And I, before we really get into it, I have to say, I'm not a Buccaneer fan. I am not a Buccaneer fan. I don't like the fans or most of the fans. Not, not, I don't want to make it gener- in, in generalities, but I don't like a lot of Buccaneer fans, right? especially the ones I don't know, because they're not true Buck fans. Right, they're on the bandwagon off, and we, you know they, when they're off, they're really off. Right, you and I have been through some lows. I don't know how you go from Super Bowl champion to one hundred and ten thousand people in waiting for season tickets in less than two years. That sign is gone, and you can get anything you want in the house. That was unbelievable when I moved to Florida, right? Because I moved to Florida the, the year after they won the Super Bowl. Oh, three. Mm-hmm. So they just mm-hmm. came over the Super Bowl. They had this big, I mean, it, when I tell you folks, they had this right where the Buccaneers play, Raymond James Stadium. They had this huge cardboard sign that, I don't know, 12 feet by 30 feet long or something like that, right? And it said 110,000 fans in waiting. And it was gone in two years. That's how quickly John Gruden, whoo, <laughs> killed that franchise. <laughs> Incredible. Never say, that. Where, where'd everybody go? Where'd everybody go? But where where I, where I really felt bad for them was that they were drafting 27th. Now, I was drafted 25th. It was like, oh, this is hey. – I was drafted 25th. And there's Jay. Welcome, Jay. But, you know, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to be here all night for this, right? This isn't going to happen until 1130, 12 o'clock, right? It just was going on and on. As a Buccaneer fan – you had to wait, you know, 30, technically 30, 30, 20 minutes longer than I did, right? It gets to your pick. That means that you stayed up. If you're a true Buccaneer fan, not those that dropped off of the billboard, right? So maybe only this goes to a handful of people, right, that stayed up to watch the draft. But you're staying up. You're watching. You're, you're looking at the board. If you're like me, you're looking at the board. And maybe you have your guy. And you're like, ooh, the ball, the board is falling just my way, right? This guy's gone. You know, you get the surprise picks and all this. You're like, I can get my guy. And it gets to your pick. You have waited over three hours. The board has fallen your way. We'd like to announce a trade. (laughs) Not only did you trade back, right? So maybe you trade back from 27 to 29, 29 or 27 to 32. You traded to 33, which meant that you stayed up three-plus hours just to find out you're not picking till the next day at 7 p.m. Oh, I'd be livid. Stevie D, that's going to kick right now. Mm, I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah, that's a long day. You know how many people are dropping in F-bombs that night? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? But, uh, yeah. Stevie D, uh, look at look at look at Jay. Try you know somebody's. Hey, they had a good day. They had a good they had a good draft, right? We're gonna get into the Eagles, I'm sure, but they had a good they had a good draft. Nobody's happy, but you know there's there's only one way to really get into this draft for the team that had 50 picks in the first round, and in order to do that, Stevie D. Let's just share this. Diamonds, diamonds, 
Now, I, I would let it go on, but the diamonds and pearls reflect the number, well, your number four and your number 10. Number four comes out iced out in diamonds. Sauce Gardner. With the sauce in the chain. Right. In the chain. The new one. Sauce Gardner. The pearls go to Garrett Wilson, who had a strand of pearls wrapped around. Diamonds and pearls for you, Stevie D. Diamonds and pearls. <laughs> Congratulations. That was just the start of the night. And that was just the start of the night. Congratulations on that. What I will say for all of our, our, our listeners, they know this to be true. Hey, Doug, we hit, we hit big time. Four or five and really could have had five of five. Uh, of our projections. Forget Mel Kuyper. Forget Lock and Fora. Forget all of those guys that are out there. If you want to know exactly what's happening in the draft, you're going to OW Sports. My man Stevie D over there said, yeah, at number four, and you can go to the archive footage, right? Pull the tape. At number four is going to be Sauce Gardner. Stevie D, you got your boy. Yep. And I didn't get the player at 10 because he was technically drafted at 8. They went wide receiver, right? got the position right at 10, right. wide receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson. And then I called my shot again. I said the Jets are going to trade back up into that the was first your, That was your surprise. Right. That was your and surprise. They did, but not for the player I thought they were going to draft because he went earlier. But He, he wasn't. Went a, he a, went a pick earlier. Yeah, and he wasn't he, a consideration. He was one pick earlier, right. but to your point, you say he's not a consideration, but right. still, I, I mean, just killing it. Again, if you want to get the information, it's right here. OW Sports, Stevie D, tell us about your number four pick. Sauce Gardner? Well, you know. You, I could... you take somebody else's number four? Well, no, because we had such a great draft. I don't know if you're going to talk about Breeze Hall. Come on down. Nah, tell us about your number four pick. Tell us about your number four pick. It's Sauce Gardner. You know, consensus number one, you know, DB in the draft. Um, you know, there's a lot of pros to Consensus to, I mean, by who? By everybody, you know, out there. Everybody was saying he was the number one corner. You know, I think Stingley would have been considered the number one. Not your guy. Are you kidding me? A guy, I you know, I'm not trying to rain on your parade. You're raining. You're raining. You're just jealous. You're just jealous because we're putting you're putting extra whipped cream on it. Hey, in this in this case, some extra hot sauce on it. Hey, anyway, consensus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. As all the draft experts said, he was the number one corner. And all honesty, I like Stingley Jr. Do you consider I yourself a draft? I consider myself a draft expert. No, I don't consider o myself. OW Sports is a draft expert. Uh, well, okay, you know, I can't help it. I hit my targets pretty darn good. I, I mean, what can I say? But um, I really like Stingley. I just didn't like the injury. Right. right. It's the same thing. I like Drake London, but I didn't like his injury. Yeah. Right. But now when I saw tape on Garrett, Garrett Wilson, I was like, man, this – this guy's jump radius, 
he, he he's ridiculous how high he can get. Uh, he, he's and his hands are just were tremendous on some of these catches I watched when I watched the tape. I was really impressed by by Garrett Wilson. But uh, but you know it's like anything else. Yeah, you, you had Sauce at four. You got Wilson at ten. You got Johnson at what 25, 26, 25? No, you were at twenty five. I forget what what number uh, Johnson was. Let me let me find out here. I got it here. We got so many picks here. I'll find it. Uh, at 20, oh, 26, I was right, 26, right? And then to find out, the Jets tried to get back into the first round for a fourth time, but the team didn't want to play ball, and then the Jets traded up a couple spots to get Brees Hall. So when I look at the top four spots, you got impact players you brought in all four. Now, mind you, last week, I was crying last week. I mean, you may not have seen the tears because of the glasses, but reliving some horror stories of Jets past. It's like, you know, the, the ghost of Christmas past that, you know, that they talk about. I mean, it was like the, the ghost of past NFL drafts and sorrow. I mean, the Jets historically. You were you were in pain. As you were, as you relived that, you were in pain. We're bottom, we're bottom feeds. We're the bottom five all-time worst teams to do a draft. And now all of a sudden, I mean, Joe Douglas has done a really good job, I thought, in his first two years. But this draft right here. Just unbelievable. And then the tight end we grabbed, who was a Jet fan from Long Island growing up, they got him in all the Jet gear when he was a baby and stuff and, and, and a, a preteen. It was great. Ruckered out of Ohio State. Um, a really good blocking tight end that they're hoping will develop. Uh, he's got some hands. He just didn't get an opportunity to play at Ohio State with Olave and, and Garrett Wilson. Every highlight they showed, he had the one-handed catch. Yeah. Right, I mean, to turn around one-handed well, we catch. We all know that. All the draft highlights, right? That's why you got to get to like the YouTube highlights, right? When it gives you the good and the bad, you know, those 10 second clips, the guy look like the guy in the seventh round looks like he should be the first round pick overall. But again, with him and, and, and Max Mitchell, the, the offensive guy, I just thought the Jets hit and they strategically how they use the trades to move up in certain areas to use that draft capital to get, you know, top, top talent. So really, really good job by the Jets. Again, we always say it. It's all great on paper, right? It all looks good a week later. Man, the Jets did great. But it doesn't mean anything until they hit the football field and you, you judge this thing in, in two to three years to see where they really, really, really land. But as yeah. a Jet fan, I don't really hear too many Jet fans complaining, which is odd. Normally we got something to complain about, uh, but but this draft uh, re really didn't. And uh, so excited. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it, it was, you know, for you – only for you, uh, you know, it, it was good to see. Well, I do like the car wrecks, right? I do like the train wrecks. So oh, we'll, we'll get into those train wrecks a little later. <laughs> there was I, I really was kind of hoping, you know, for that scratching the head moment or the, oh, what? Or for me to grab my phone and say, uh oh, here it goes. I've been a few of those in the 24 years, I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that and it didn't happen. And, you know, you know, Joe Douglas, he, I will, I will say this for the first two picks, you could, you, well, I take that back because my bills have, have made some big, big time mistakes, but there, there was, there was a lot of good quality depth and, and good quality players talent that was out there. So, you know, you couldn't go wrong either way. Um, I, you know, sauce, my my stance on Sauce is coming out of the AAC, the level of competition, is that going to translate, especially the first year? I'm not going to say that his career 
it is going to be like that because obviously he's got all of the attributes, right? Um, I think what's going to help him is going to be playing for a defensive-minded coach who's, you know, they're going to sync up, and it'll put him in the right situation. Well, he's not the number one. He won't be the number one because you got DJ Reed. So at least he gets to, to, to play the number two. Um, they increased their pass rush, right? So you draft yeah. Johnson, you got Carl Lawson coming back. We signed Solomon Thomas, re-signed Vin Curry. Plus you got uh, Franklin Myers, you got Sheldon Rankins, you got Quinnen Williams. And so that that the way Salo likes to run, he, he's just going to rotate those defensive linemen and keep them fresh, kind of mimic what he had in San Francisco. And if you get that pass rush, it's going to help your corners, right? Yes. So, yeah, um, you know he's in a good position to succeed as a young corner if he stays focused and stays hungry at, at, at being the best at, at his position, right? So. Now, when when you go to your receiver at ten, Garrett Wilson, I I, I was never big on him. He, he's gotten high grades, right? So I, I have to give it to. Wasn't big on him. Um, I liked Alave better. That that. But that's just well, me that's gonna be interesting. When did Olave go? He went. He went. Oh God, he went early. Where did he go? Because that's gonna be interesting. So he went to the Saints, and that's yeah. what's hard to judge. Is Olave gonna reach his potential there in New Orleans to say who, which one could have a better career, right? Because right. a lot of people like Wilson over Olave, but they went 10-11. You know, Ohio State's gotta be happy. They went back to back picks. But shoot, every wide receiver was gone in like a blink of an eye. It um, was. Well, you can tell that from from the combine, because <laughs> at the combine these guys were running off the charts, right? So it, it was interesting to see all that all that transpired there. Um, <laughs> there's there's no time like the present. I mean, everybody everybody knows what what the real time is. The bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Oh, 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 God. Oh. oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God, I'm turning into a lobster. I, I almost have to do it again, you know, just to make sure. But, it, no, we're, we're not going to do that, all right? I First and foremost, you heard it here first. First. And that is number four? That That was number four. But you heard that back February 26th, before the, before the combine, before any of this. On this show, and you can pull the tape, look at all of our posts. Kair Elam, that's our guy, right? There's a reason why I wanted this guy. There's a reason why he is the perfect fit for the Buffalo Bills. You take a look at him and you look at the size, right, that he brings to the game. In, in playing in the position, you you look at what he did at Florida. At Florida, he was he was just basically a lockdown corner over there in Florida. He had that side of the field, um, and he he can attack the ball. He's got great speed. He's got great hands. He's got great mind. Right, all all the things that you're looking for in the desire. Now, some of the things that I didn't know that that weren't released pre-draft, right? But the questions he was asking. When he went in there, he was like, "Hey, what what did Trey what did Trey White do? I want to be like Tre'Davious White. I want to learn from the best, right? That's as a GM, that's what you want to hear. As a coach, that's what you want to hear, right? You want to study from the best. You want to be like the best. Maybe be better than than the best that you have over there. 
and you know he really sold himself they sold you know the team to him it, it was a, it's a perfect fit it really is i'm loving the pick uh, i love you know again things will happen and in, in, in don't take this you know as, as a shot right but i like the fact that he played in the sec played against all those great wide receivers out of alabama out of georgia out of lsu right and he at four against top top top, top absolutely power. absolutely and so now you bring that in what i also like about like about it is the fact that obviously we lost levi wallace right he steps in and you know he'll be competing with dane jackson but that's not much of a competition that that's his spot right and the interesting thing is he will probably be moved to the number one corner right it depends what happens you know in the Free agency part two, right? Right. That that'll kick in. June one. Did you right? It'll be interesting to see what happens if they do try to trade for number one, because Trey is still going to be out for at least eight games, right? You know, I I don't want him to rush back. You get get healthy, right? It's all I'm worried about. You get healthy, right? Don't worry. Your spot is safe. You're not going to be Wally Pipped. That's not happening. Right, you you got your spot, and this youngster is going to go to the other side of the field. But um, you know, if, if things don't work out that way, he'll he'll drop it to the number one. But the way the defense is set, you know, the help from the the other guys there in the secondary, this guy is going to shine. This guy is going to shine. I know he will. Uh, and I just love the pick. I really do. I, I not because I said to pick him, but it just made so much sense. Right. There were some guys that, you know, you had your McDuffie, the Trent McDuffie, who, you know, definitely, you know, he came out of University of Washington. I liked him as well. But, you know, from a size perspective, again, what I like to see for my DBs, right? Give me that size. Give me that length, right? Now I don't have to worry about, I think I told it on the draft show, I don't have to worry about that 48-inch vertical jump, right? Because I already have that in, in my height. Right. So it makes it a little easier for for uh, ball control and body control when the ball's in the air. Right. To be able to do that. So very happy with the pick. You know, he's already taken to um, Bill's Mafia, was at a Sabres game, got a standing ovation. Right. Fans are loving him. You know, it's he's it's just a perfect fit. Welcome to Bill's Mafia. The other pick. So. A lot of, you know, this pre-draft stuff, Stevie D, it, it Sometimes you just shake your head. We're we're used to it, right? People don't get so worked up during during um, the weeks leading up to the draft, right? Because all you heard was, well, the Bills could go corner, which is where their need is, but they could go running back. And Brees Hall is the guy. They're going to take him. I'm like, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. Even Sean brought it up. On the last, on our last call, you know, you you do Brees. Well, Nick brought it up too. Nick, Nick, yeah. Nick brought it. That's the one who brought it up. No, it, we're not going to do that, right? We're we're going to address the need. However, once we made that first pick, well, now the door's open. Where do you go? Well, you Hall's off the board, but were we really looking at him? We weren't because we were looking for a pass catching. Pure pass catching. Let's settle down. Settle down. I see you getting over. You weren't getting down that. You think the price resale is going to go that far down? You're crazy. No, no, no. Settle down. We, we were looking for a guy that was 
uh, more of the pass catching and kind of that dual threat, but we definitely could use him out of the backfield. You could put him in a slot. You could put him in motion. Plus, he can run between the tackles. You get a guy like that, and that's who we saw in James Cook, right? Brother of Delvin, you know, good pedigree there. Played at, at UGA, another one. So they had 15 in the first round. Here's 16 in the second round, right? The whole team goes. I, mean, I feel bad over there. But, uh, yeah, so, so, so you get Cook. And Cook brings a, a dynamic that we haven't had for a while. Uh, and, and we've tried to run different guys out there to uh, kind of fill in this type of void. Um, Moss was more of the the power back, if you will, but he he seems to be stuck in the mud as he tries to go. Uh, Singletary is, you know, just unreliable. They brought in Matt Breida to try to fill that role. You know, they've they've done different things, uh, but here they drafted the guy that can do it. Right. And so now when you look at it, I mean, it's just another added weapon um, to to an already just stacked cookie jar where, you know, we were talking before uh, as far as the weapons for Josh Allen and really the weapons for the for the bills on both sides of the ball. But when you look at it offensively, we, we talk of the June 1st cuts. There's there's going to be some talent that Buffalo's going to have to let go, right? These aren't guys that you can stash away on a practice squad, right? They, they, there's some guys that you're going to have to let go, some bigger names. And it it, it may su- surprise some. Guys may have to take different roles, right? Move more into a special teams type, the way that Taiwan Jones you know, has kind of moved into that to be a special teams ace. It'll be interesting, but – I, I was very happy with those first two picks. Now we didn't have, you know, five picks in the first round and trading up and get seven picks in the second round like like our New Jersey team did. But uh, it, well, you did. But <laughs> but then we came in the third round, and I love the pick in the third round, Stevie D. That's where we ended up getting Terrell Bernard, and uh, this kid is just a tackling machine, right? Uh, but moreover, his talent is covering, right? He's a great coverage linebacker. And, and it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, um, you know, a, a lot of people are trying to guess and figure out where he stays, where he goes, maybe if other players may be going somewhere, right? And you, you look at the history of Matt Milano. You look at his injuries, right? Now, I know we signed him to a big contract. That's because we didn't want to want him to go. But what was Matt Milano? Matt Milano was brought in and was paid the extra money because we felt as though he could cover Kelsey. Period. Period. Right? Yeah, he, he was supposed to be. Remember they had the Jordan killer, right? The guy to shut down Michael Jordan. Well, that that's what Milano was supposed to be. Uh, we're not going to talk anymore about what that was supposed to be and what actually happened. Uh, but I like Milano. I do. I like him a lot. I, he flies around to the ball. Sometimes he overpursues too much. Um, but, you know, he's athletic enough to get out there. But when – when I, I can take you talking about your bills. But when you start dogging an Italian, I start getting offended. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. That you know, hey, yeah. an Italian, even though he's wearing your colors, you know, I, I I gotta get his back. I'm still showing him love. I don't know. 
Well, what about Arizia? Is he Italian? What's the last name? Arizia. Yeah, that's Italian. All right. He's 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 the punter god. <laughs> now let me tell you, and there, there's a story. I'll leave Bernard. Yeah, I I love the pitch. I I'll, I'll leave I'll leave it there. So the fourth day, the or the third day starts fourth round, and. I'm listening. I, I'm doing some other things, not watching the draft, and I hear all the punters go off the board. And uh, oh wow, look at Terry! Uh-uh, suck it up, Steve. That's right. That's right. So the fourth the fourth round kicks off, and no pun intended. I hear there's a kicker and, and a couple punters taken. I'm like, oh, you know, like it was a pipe dream that we were going to get the punter god, right? And I'm listening, and I'm just like, yeah, I just figured that he's gone. Let's see who else we get, who else is on the board. Come to the sixth round, I didn't look at the names that were picked at, at the punter position. And all of a sudden, I see it come across that the Bills have taken Matt Arizia. I'm like, I know that name. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. We got him. Stevie D, this is the guy. Then punted from his own end zone. Ball took one bounce around the 10 and had a touchback. Kicked it from one end of the field to the other. Why was so, he a first round pick? <laughs> which is why I thought he I thought he was one of those uh guys that were gone in the fourth. So when when you listen to some of the people talk about it, right? Um what they're talking and they're saying that the downside is that he has too many touchbacks. Let me tell you, if I happen to go three and out, which with all the weapons I have, that's not going to happen, but say it does, right? Say I have to go three and out and say I'm backed up and I have a guy that can kick the ball from my end zone all the way down and completely change field position. And now you're you're taking the ball inside the 20 or at the 20. That's a game changer. That is a complete and utter game changer. Yeah, but the problem though is he can outkick, he can outkick his punt coverage. He better get some hand time. Well, and that's what they said. Yeah, it is an amazing feat. I mean, that is that is something that's ridiculous. I right, so I he's on the TB twelve method. Is he on the TB twelve method? Oh whoa 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 whoa! We don't have that. We run a clean program, Arizona. <laughs> We run a clean program, New England. We run a clean program, Tampa. I'm just saying <laughs> that we run a clean program. You don't have to worry about that. So I, I really was, was excited uh, with all of the picks. I thought we we hit on all the needs, got an extra defensive back, which was key. Um, you know, got got additional linebacker help. Um, it, it, it's and then you know you look at some of the the. Post draft signings, you know, I really liked what we did there. So I, I was pleased. I was excited. Now it's time, you know. All right, enough of this, you know, mandatory mini camp. Enough of this, you know, preseason that preseason. Let's just get to training camp, please. Where's the fast forward button? Uh, I, I have no idea, but it, it, it needs to happen. I mean, we weren't able to play. So we weren't able to play diamonds and pearls, but we just brought some guys that brought their lunch pail and they're ready to go to work. That's all I know. 
Yeah, you know what? And a lot great draft by both teams, right? It was just their needs. It really was. But a lot of teams had some good drafts. I thought the Ravens. There's a lot of good players out there. Right? They're, they're, they're <laughs> true, true. But I mean, the Ravens had a really good draft. The the, the Eagles had a great draft day, right? That's for you, Jay. I got gotcha. you. Um, I just I don't know if there's a particular team or, or pick. Jay, that Jay, Jay was crying. Jay was crying the whole draft. All right, his boy was on the board. I can't believe he's still there. Right, all the way to the third round. I, I, honestly, I want to know, Jay, if you're still out there, when you traded up to 13. Were you saying I'm getting Jamison Williams, baby? We're making that trade. We're making. We're get, we're going to make that draft pick. And then all of a sudden, the Lions who put the trade card in, you think, well, they're not going to take a wide receiver, and you're feeling pretty comfortable at 13. And then all of a sudden, the card comes in, and it's Jamison Williams. Tell me, you just didn't drop like 18 f bombs, <laughs> and then not that you settled. Obviously, you settled for for Jordan Davis, and, and then bam. The trade. Let let me tell you, Jordan Davis is a beast. Yes, yes he is a beast, right? Beast. But but when you're trading up, you're not at that point in time, you're not trading up for Jordan Davis. You're trading up for Jameson Williams, and then all of a sudden he's he's gone. And then it's like, okay, backup time, Jordan Davis. And I don't know, Steve, I, I don't know, Stevie D. I don't know because Fletcher Cox is getting old, and Fletcher Cox was rumored to be going elsewhere. Yeah. needed to solidify the middle. And this man is two men put together. He is huge. Yeah, he yeah, – yeah. Yeah. Any tape you watch, you just see this mass of humanity that's sitting there. I, it, it is a great pick. It is a yeah. great pick. If, yeah. if I didn't need corner, then I would have wanted him. Well, there's a whole lot of guys who wanted him. <laughs> but, Stevie D, let, let's start from the top. Right. Let's start from the top. And, you know, we won't go too deep into this. We debated on our show with Sean, and I want to talk about this one again. The Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson. Now you're not a Michigan guy. You weren't. You weren't an Aiden Hutchinson fan. I get that. Do you think the Jags made the right choice? You know, the safe pick is Aiden. Because everybody says he's going to be a stud, and where Walker could be considered more of a project, he's got all the intangibles, all the measurables, whatever you want to say, he's got it. But he's almost a raw, considered more of a raw talent than a polished talent. And so, when you're picking number one, do you really want to take that chance of a raw, unpolished talent when you're at the number one pick? Yeah. So. I agree with with your your side of taking Aiden at number one because if it doesn't work, man, that that's a that's a that's a that's a terrible mistake. On everybody says Aiden's the guy. I mean he, I mean I think the, I think the knock on him he's got short arms. I mean I think that was the knock on him. Other than that, everything else is is unbelievable off the charts. I, I don't know if I would have taken Walker there. If I'm picking one, uh, I'm I'm taking Aiden. But if you're the Detroit Lions, oh, well, yeah. the Merry kids Christmas. coming home. Merry Christmas. And yeah. well, that, I mean that that could be that could be good. It could be bad, right? 
Um, I, I will say for, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, picks, picks like this are the reason why you are picking number one, right? You are not at that level of a franchise where you can go out and you can make a high-risk, high-reward pick, right? You need to make a high-reward, you know, a, a solid pick to solidify that line that will produce rewards for you, right? Aiden Hutchinson will be a pro bowler. There's a good chance that Aiden Hutchinson, well, he's playing for Detroit. I was going to say could be a Hall, you know, could could have that type of career. It could be a Hall of Fame career. I'm not going to put that on him yet, but he's got that type of game. He does, right? It, it's going to take some help from some other areas, right? He can't do it by himself. But when you bring in somebody who is polished, it just helps that locker room. It helps take you to that, that next level, and that's where the Jags need to go. Right. The Jags are not going to go from the first pick to the 32nd pick next year. It's not going to happen. Right. But if you can get from first to 10, right, that's a that's a good season. Right. And now you got Trevor Lawrence improving and growing in there. You got ATN who will be back. Right. So now you get all of a sudden things are starting to click. And you know that you're you've solidified your defensive line with a guy who you know is going to be in there day in and day out. That next year. Now, all of a sudden, instead of picking at 10, maybe you're picking at 20, 22, which means that you made a strong push for the playoffs, right? Because you did that. But with with Trayvon Walker, it could be great. Yeah. Or it could be a colossal disaster that you're going to find yourself next year in the 2023 draft picking number one again. Right. So in my mind, you know, I, I would have gone with Aiden Hutchinson. Look, not that everything ties back to the Jets, but if you look at the Jets and their ineptness over the last 10 years and, you know, being a laughing stock of the NFL. Well, there's a reason for that, because all your all your number ones and all your high draft picks, you picked incorrect. And when you pick incorrect on your ones and you're picking that early, it sets your franchise back if you miss. You miss on the quarterback position. You miss on uh, on stud defensive linemen or corners or whatnot. You're counting on an impact player at that high, and it doesn't work out. It really hurts your franchise. And 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 you know, to your point, you miss with Walker over Hutchinson. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. I, I look. I don't wish the kid. I hope the kid does well. It, it's just same here. Same it, here. It's just, you know, it's a gamble that you, you they they took a gamble. They For took a sure. Gamble. So then you had, uh, if we go down, you had Stingley, who, you know, you had talked about. He went to the Texans. Um, you had, to your point, and it's valid, the question mark is always going to be on the injury, right? That's that's a bad injury. He, he says he's healthy, and but, you know, it, the the likelihood of reoccurrence is there, right? And so that, as, that's going to be a Jet fan, I don't want to touch – we got enough injuries. I don't want to touch injury players in college, right? right? Let's bypass that. We already had the injury bug. Um, but I was surprised, to be honest with you, with Stingley there. Not, I'm not a huge Tex, uh, Texans roster guy, but I like Neil for the Texans. But I didn't know if they had a left tackle. I, to me, if you you got Mills, who's going to be your quarterback, who showed signs of some actually pretty good quarterback play for a rookie, I, I want the tackle that I, I can cement there, whether that's Neil or, or a different lineman. Didn't they trade 
their all pro tackle to Miami? Yeah, uh, Tunstall. Laramie yeah. Tunstall. I, I don't believe that they replaced him with a all pro no. pot potential quality talent there. And and it and to me that's a must for a young quarterback where you your blind side is it's got a good protection and I love Neil. I, so I was surprised they went Stingley and, and not tackle. To be honest, I, I was I was shocked. The, the name that dropped down the board a little bit, Kayvon Thibodeau uh, out of Oregon, you know, it was Hutchinson and Thibodeau early, right? And, yep. and we, we saw him slide. Uh, going to the Giants, um, you know, they, they talk about what the Giants are going to have from their defensive line because they have a Jollery uh, who should have been a Buffalo Bill. Yes, called that one last year, should have been a Buffalo Bill, but they have a Jollery. Uh, and now Thibodeau, that that's going to give them a formidable pass rush up there. Uh, and you got Big Cat Williams, who's he, he actually had yeah. a good year for the Giants in, in the middle there. So yeah, the defensive line it, it looks a lot better. Carolina started the surprise and started the fall, right? Because there were some question marks if they would go quarterback. Obviously, they felt comfortable with Sam. I am, uh, and so they said, Sam, we're going to give you some offensive line help. They got Ekinau there. Uh, out of NC State at the number six pick. Uh, the the Giants, again, back on the board. Then they went with Neil, the guy you talked about. You're going to move Anthony Thomas over to right tackle. Uh, and and Thomas got off to a slow start with the Giants. has been coming up at, at, uh, as a better tackle. Now you slide him over to right. That was a really great pick. But, oh God, fantastic. <laughs> a really good pick by the Giants. Number eight, another surprise. Uh, you know, again, you get rid of Matt Ryan. What are you doing? You know, what's your plan, right? And uh, they decided that they have what they need in Marcus Mariota. So, so, in that case, let's go get Drake London, and that's where Drake London went. This is a perfect – this is the scenario that tells me the Falcons are on a two-year – tank and next year they go for the quarterback because they're going to continue to move closer to the number one pick and then and they're going to go get the quarterback next year that's what I, I, I agree number nine that was where my surprise pick was i thought pete carroll was going to um take malik willis here that i just knew that the trade of russell wilson and that they did not have the level of confidence in drew lock and that they were like, Malik Willis, we're going to give him a year behind Drew Locke. Makes sense, right? He He's a competent backup and enough time for Willis to sit behind him, study, get ready, and plus that would engage uh, Lockett and Metcalf, right? These guys would be like, you know, we got this guy who can sling it behind us. Now, accuracy is a little off, right? But you're working on that. Sure. And they know, they know that, especially Metcalf, Right, who can't run routes but can just run deep. I mean, could you imagine him and Willis lined yeah. up? But they, they opted to go for the lineman uh, for Charles, Charles Cross, yeah, out, out of uh, Mississippi State. I that, that one, again, shocked me because I did not think that that was going to happen. I really thought that that's where the first quarterback was going to go. And, again, like Russell Wilson was running for his life back there last year with no line. Yeah. So if you get the quarterback and you still don't have a line, do you ruin the quarterback because you don't have a line, right? Young quarterbacks without a line. You, you got get, Drew Lockback there. Again, 
two-year rebuild program for the quarterback. Jamal Adams suck it up for another year. You'll get your quarterback next year, and then you'll get to the playoffs by 2030. Hey, Drew can take a hit. <laughs> but, <laughs> Drew. <laughs> I, I don't know. When I look at that pick and I say, can Charles Cross be that lineman to really have that effect for the Seahawks in his rookie year? Because all the really good top linemen kind of were off the ball. I, and in fairness, I don't know enough about Charles Cross. He could be a stud. I really don't know. I just look at it and say, at a number nine pick, I'm getting Charles Cross. Yeah. There, you know, everybody grades it at A. I mean, you feel the need. The guy's top quality. This is going to come across the wrong way, so don't take this the wrong way, right? You know, this is like the sixth time you said this to me in the last two weeks. Well. Because you're taking so, these little shots, but you say you're not taking these shots. But this isn't a shot. This isn't a shot. But when I when I look at where Josh Allen was in that 18 draft, right, and we, we look at what people were saying about Allen leading up to the draft and even post draft, people people were killing Buffalo. Well, you didn't watch Josh Allen. No, I didn't. Don't go with my pick, right? I'm I'm celebrating my Kyrie Elam pick. Uh, the guy I selected, I don't even think he's in the league anymore, right? <laughs> so that was that was a disaster. But no, a lot of people did not like Josh Allen coming out, right? But I see so many similarities between Malik Willis and Josh Allen. Right. Just the style of play, the school that they went to. Right. He, one went to Liberty. The other went to Wyoming. Not part of like those power five type conferences where, where you're seeing them like that, um, where they have the big arm. Right. They can deliver on every pass, uh, but they have some accuracy issues. Right. And for Buffalo to take that chance and to believe in Josh and to know that they had the right people in place to coach him up so that he could be that, I would have thought that, especially in a league that is a copycat copycat league, I would have thought that teams would have said Malik Willis is the next Josh Allen. Right? We see that. We see the mobility. We see the arm. If we get the right guy in there to whisper in his ear and kind of work on his mechanics, he'll be great, and we'll have what they have up there in Western New York. And I really thought Seattle was going to do that. I really thought that that was the spot, right? And they were going to give him the year. We wanted to give Josh the year. Couldn't because of injuries and what have you. But they could give they could give Willis the year. You could address that offensive line. Stevie D. To address the offensive line in today's league just means you have to go out there and go talk to a guy who's a free agent and make sure, make it make the right sure. offer and yep. give him to come in. Yeah. And once you start bringing in that culture, you know, if you want to pick up an extra offensive lineman later on in the draft, like the Bucks did with Tristan Wirtz, you can go do that, right? But you can get those guys that come from different teams, especially linemen, and have a formidable offensive line. But to get the signal caller. You have got to get the right one. Yeah. Again, if the Seahawks think that's that's the, the right quarterback and they, they view him that, that high on the list, um, you know, I, honestly, I don't know much about Malik Willis and his quarterback other than from what you have said, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So just interesting how that, how that panned out. Some other uh, interesting picks. So then after the Seahawks. Diamonds 
and, and then after that, then then it, I mean, you guys, both your guys, right? You, you got sauce with like the double chain diamond iced out chain, and then Garrett Wilson comes out with the three strands of pearls. Like your your guys were were fashionistas, right? And that were out there. Um, but then after that, uh, the Jameson Williams selection, very, very surprising there by Detroit. You, you talked about that. The the surprise of that is that, that hey, once again, that, that's high risk, high reward, right? I think it's going to pan out. I just laugh every time that Detroit drafts a wide receiver in the first round. Matt Millen has scarred the Detroit Lions for life right, with picking wide receivers in the first round. So this happens, and then in your mind, you're just like, ah. Um, you, you had Jordan Davis. We talked about him in the, another big one. We talked about the Traylon Burks. I still don't like it. I won't like that for at least three years. That poor kid, <laughs> I just feel bad for him. Except for, guess who his quarterback's going to be? Malik Willis. <laughs> You see how that comes full circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Ryan Tannehill already knows that, uh, obviously, Willis was taken by the Titans in the third round. And, and Tannehill, um, he, he's already come out to say, I'm not here to tutor this guy. Right? We heard that from Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying Willis is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Please, trust me. No, it, it, but it's the point but, of you're a professional athlete that's getting paid by a team, and he's a teammate. So right off the bat, you're telling me you're not a good teammate. That's right. That's what you're telling me. So I'm walking in the door as a rookie, and I can't count on you for whatever because you said you're not going to be a mentor. And then right. Tannehill says, well, if he learns something from me, then that's great. Yeah, he's going to learn the opposite from you so he can be a great quarterback. Right, and I just I don't understand athletes, um, and I and I and I don't know how many athletes do it. Right, we 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 heard, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of that too. Like I, he, I would mentor right with Jordan Love. He had an issue with Jordan Love, although they should have drafted a wide receiver <laughs> that, that particular year, not Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of it. Brett Favre had a little bit. Now Tannehill, really, you're coming off a three interception game in the playoffs. And that's the stance you're going to have. But Steve, Steve, Stevie D, if you are a good player or a great player, you have no problem. If that's right. Play, you're, if you you're, you're, you're yourself, yes, yeah, you, you're. I welcome the competition. Come on, kid, let's go. Right, let's see, let's see who can throw it. Right, and um, and it wouldn't even be a competition because you're the starter. You're the hundred million dollar quarterback. Absolutely. What do you feel threatened from? You're a hundred million dollar quarterback. With, yeah, absolutely. So, it, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, the first quarterback, Kenny Pickett, goes to Pittsburgh. A little bit of a surprise there, you know. Hometown guy, played at Pitt, will forever be known for the fake slide. Did you ever see that one? I did. I did. Somebody sent it to me. Well, did, did, did it happen? Did 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 they bring flashbacks to you? You mean on the fake spike? Yes. No, they no, the same actually, It brought back the the play of Chad Pennington on your linebacker um, back oh. in the early two thousands. Eugene Robinson, you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't remember the. the, the oh yeah, yeah. His and Jack Shrem, back that play. His his Jack Shrem is still so far. <laughs> yes. So to be honest, that's what I thought about. 
Um, but I don't, I don't like that. I, that's why I don't like where, cause now you're afraid to hit the quarterback cause you're going to get a penalty. And then the guy does the fake and it's just, uh, I'm Mike, not, Tomlin, I'm Mike Tomlin told him you, you better learn how to slide. So that don't play around this. This is the NFL. This is grown yeah. men. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, I think this, I think the Steelers learned from their mistake from the 83 draft. The last time they were in position to draft a pit quarterback, they chose, um, a, a different path, uh, uh, Gabriel. No, they they chose the guy to die. Yes, they died. the lineman Gabriel something. I thought yeah. Roman. And Roman. Not Roman Gabriel. Not Roman Gabriel. I can't think of the guy's name, but yeah, he he, he was, was a big line. And that guy was fast. Fast. A in a car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, and they had a, they had a shot to get Dan. They had a shot to get. It would have rewritten the whole history, Stevie D. There would have been no fake spike. You would not have hated Dan Marino to this day. Think think about that. That's the, the fake, only Italian. That's the only Italian I don't like. And if you think about it, your Jets passed on him. Your Jets. So you have to you have to look your team in the mirror. Oh, I do. You, hey, hey, Mike, you gotta understand. I I that's what this is what the Jets are on draft day. They're disappointments. Right, so I just didn't go all the way back. You know, I stopped at '94. Right, I could have went all the way back to '83. I stopped at '94. You know, so anyway. So, so some uh, some other notables. Um, McDuffie, we talked about McDuffie. He goes to the Chiefs, right? So yeah, they they got that there. Yeah. Yep. And and then the Packers. Then the Packers. I think well, we could do. I think we could do a whole show on the Packers. So right? was it really that bad? Yes. So okay, what wide receiver would you have taken at that, or would you have traded up and packaged up your ones to get a a, a, a more of a playmaker? You you just lost Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers is a fifty million dollar year quarterback. Make the players better around you. Well, take less money and, and keep Devontae Adams. That that's what you do. I mean, I think you've made enough, but still, you as an organization, you have you just lost Devontae Adams. What do you have to run out there? But you the Packers are not known for taking wide receivers in the first round. Last one was Javon Walker back in the day, the one that Brett Favre called out for uh, a hold. You know, you know, for the money. You know, yeah. you got to get on the field. Don't worry about the money. And then he bolted for the Raiders, another wide receiver that went to the Raiders. But um I I I if I'm the Packers, I gotta make the move. I'm at 22. Okay. I, I have I have some flexibility here. Right? 22 is not that far. I mean, think about it. We got 22 and 28. The Bills traded down from 27 or traded from 10 to 27. With the Chiefs for the whole Mahomes deal, right? That's a big gap. Twenty-two. Now you could get into the mid-teens. You're looking at wide receivers. If you wanted to get the Traylon Burks, you could have got him, right? There's other guys that were there that you could have got. You potentially could have made a made a blockbuster deal, got to ten, right? I'm sure you guys would have shopped that, moved back, and still been able to hit on some of your guys. They they could have made some moves to to move up. Nope, but it's typical. Why are you get rid of my pearls, guy? Man, I like pearls. What? That? No, 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 no. I'm I'm just using it as an example. That's, oh, that, oh, okay. I'm just saying where you know you at at 22 you have flexibility. 
yes, you get you to 25, 26, 27 and higher, it's a lot harder, and, and that package has to be a lot bigger to move up, right? And so you had a little bit of play to get in there, and, and you didn't. And that's typical Packer fashion, right? It, the, and that's what Aaron had. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but that's what he's been complaining about, right? You, know you are not addressing this. Cry me a river, Aaron Rodgers. But they, wine, you wanted the money, you got the money, and now you had to trade the number one. You had to trade the receiver because they can't afford thirty-five million dollars for the wide receiver and fifty million dollars for the quarterback. So if you but it's, st- it's, it's, table, it's still a valid point, DVD. I agree. I'm not a Rodgers fan. Oh, you're a Rodgers guy. But you t- you take you take that out of the equation and you look at just what the franchise has done. You look at what your Jets have done in in the previous draft, and you're like, this is horrible. I, I the put it like this. The Bills needed a cornerback. The Bills drafted a cornerback, right? The the Packers needed a wide receiver. They drafted a linebacker. They drafted a receiver in the second round. They moved up in the second sure. round. Sure, in the second round. But in the first round, you could get first-round talent right there. If this, if the guy they wanted, they're the guy they drafted, was first-round talent, he would have gone in the first round with all the rest of the wide receivers. No, I, I, I might not, disagree with you. I, I, I'm just playing the other side of the fence. I don't know how you have a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers and you have nobody to throw the football to. I mean, it is a, that is a little bit bizarre. You have this great weapon, an accurate weapon, and you guys can't win a playoff game to begin with, and now you give your quarterback no weapons downfield. It's going to be interesting because not only did they pass at 22 for a wide receiver – they passed the 28 for a wide receiver. They drafted a defensive tackle. Yeah. So you went defense, defense. Yeah. Who was who's the coach? The the Packer fan. Coach Thompson. Oh, Todd Johnson. Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson. I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry. I feel for you, right? Because that that's the those are the types of moves that you just bang your head. You're like, here's the gap. We need to address the gap and you don't do it, right? It, it just it blows my mind. Yeah, and, and he's a diehard, right? I mean, he's a diehard. That is uh, Coach Todd Johnson from Advanced Baseball Academy in, in uh, Overland Park, by the way. Um, had to give a little shout out to the Baseball Academy, um, and uh, but diehard Packer fan. Like growing up, I got Freddie and Mikey and Stevie across the street that bleed green and, and gold. They're beside themselves that again. And a, and, a, and a part where you need the wide receiver and you don't go get one. Now, yeah. can, the def- can the defense use, def- you know, uh, an upgraded at, at linebacker and an upgraded defensive end? Sure you can, right? Sure, they addressed it on the defensive side of the ball, great. But you really didn't give your offense that piece that needs. And now you're looking at Green Bay. They're still probably going to win the division, but they're, they're not a better football team, that's for sure, offensively. And they're only one – they're only winning the division because you're dealing with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You're dealing you're dealing with uh Justin Fields, who they didn't get him any help, right? Yeah. And you're dealing with Jared Goff. I, so that's why you're winning the division. Right. I, well, that's what I'm saying. It's a they're gonna win the division, but when you start getting up against better talent, how, how are you gonna survive? You maybe, maybe these te- these other three teams, if they would do something, 
right? And it, they just laid down for the Packers, right? If they would have done something, maybe they would have said the, the Packers brass would have said, we got to, we got to do something. We can't allow this to happen again. But when you yeah. just cake walk through the North. Crazy. Anyway, right? Crazy. Anyway, any, anyways, uh, you know, we talked about Baltimore getting Linderbaum, uh, the first center to go. Uh, you had, once again, your Jets in there for Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> All the time. You busted my chance. As soon as that went. Oh, as as that... Yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. Payback, baby. And you got to understand, like, as soon as that happened, that's all I heard was Florida State. You took a Florida State guy. Oh, I'm never going to let you live down. You took a Florida State guy. Bro. Yeah, buddy. You know, if, if he goes and becomes a pro bowler, I'll take that all day. I'll, you got me. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Become that pro bowler. Um, some, some other interesting things. The New England Patriots. <laughs> the New England Patriots. I, you know, I... I, how, how do you put this? I don't want to see anybody fail, right? Players. I don't. I, I don't want to see any of the players. PED twelve excluded. I don't want to see any of the players fail, right? Because these these are grown men who are putting their their bodies and their lives on the line, um, you know. And I appreciate it. And you know, more power to them. So I don't root for somebody to fail. I just root to be better than that person. Right. And just leave it at that. But what the Patriots did in, in typical Patriot fashion, they moved around that board like like they were playing checkers. Right. They were trading back here, trading back there. And you're thinking, oh, wow, they, they, they must have something on somebody. And they take a guy with a third round grade in the first round. There's videos out there of Sean McVay. There's videos of, you know, other people talking about it. This pick was beyond just like, I couldn't understand it, CBD. I, I'm okay you, with you, it. You you in the NFL universe were confused. Did you see the tape of him the, getting the, the, get embarrassed on, on practice plays? Oh, no, no, no. There's video on him and saying this is the new, um, new offensive lineman for the New England Patriots. And he, in practice, by his teammates, he's getting left in the dust. And I'm just like, oh, my Lord. Oh, I mean, you know, good for the Patriots. Uh, but they had so many all the holes to fill, and they went with a third-round grade, a third round grade offensive lineman out of Chattanooga. Yeah. I feel bad for the kid because he's getting hammered. He is. And, and, and that's where, fair to him. That's, that's where I say it's, you know, yeah. I feel bad, right? Uh, so some other things that happen around there. The, the Packers did finally take their wide receiver. We talked about it, Christian Watson. Um, your your selection of Brees Hall, right? We talked about that one. Um, what, one of the ones that I want to call out, because I, I like this kid as well, and Minnesota got him. That's Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson, another tall, long defensive yeah. back, right? So, you know, when, when I look at that, that's a solid selection for them. Um, Michi, another Alabama wide receiver, goes to the Texans. Saw that. A questionable pick again from the Patriots. 
uh, when they took Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor. So here's the question. When we start talking about the Patriots, here, here's the question, right? You look at everything that has happened with the Patriots over, over the last 20-plus years, right? Belichick has got all the credit. But you look at their drafts. Their drafts have been average, but it's been a system. But it seems like the players that they are starting to draft aren't fitting into the system or the game has changed and the system hasn't changed and it's exposing these guys. Who is the last who is the the last head I have a head coach in my mind when the game passed him by. Dick Duran? No, I'm I'm talking about a pretty well known coach that coached a long time. The game kind of passed him by. I it, I, I, I don't yeah, know. Tom Landry. Tom Landry, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The game, he, he never adjusted there for a while with Dallas, and everybody kind of knew his schemes. He was getting older. Sure. And it just sure. wasn't working out. I didn't know you were going that far back because you could right. say Shula, Shula the same thing. Yeah. And you yeah. just get to a point. You just get to a point. And... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if – I don't know, though, if it's that the game is passing, passing him by – or they think that they are smarter than everybody else. That's well, we're going to find I, out. With this, we're going to find out for with this sure. Class. For sure. I. That's what I think it is. I think that they think they're the smartest guy in the room, right? They 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 know more than the officials, a la the Tuck Rule, right? They know more than the league, a la Spygate, right? They know more than the league, the Flake Gate. Right, they 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 push to the limits because they think they're the smartest guy in the room, and they've been very successful. We talk about the Patriots' way, right? Mm -hmm. Forever in a day, you, you let the guy go before while he still has value, but you see where he's teetering to falling off. They've done that. They've been successful. They brought in the right personnel, you know, who have been able to fit in and fill in, even if they were cheating. Rodney Harrison, right. uh, you know, they've they've done. They've done those things. Um, but now that talent is gone, right? You look at that roster, that talent is gone. This is a different team. The Jets, I think, have a better roster than the New England Patriots. I agree. Better at quarterback, better at running back, better at wide receiver, better at tight end, better at O-line. Our defensive line is better than theirs. Yes, it is. Um, and I think our secondary is, is is getting much better with the additions of Whitehead, Reed, and now Sauce Gardner. All right, so I just think our roster, our starting roster, I can't speak to our depth compared to their depth, but our, our starting 22, I think, is better than the Patriots starting to it. Well, CBD, if they're running this out as they're starting 22, and, and it's bad – then you can only imagine what the what the depth is going to be, right? Because right? the right. depth can't. So well, it just just haven't known to have depth. So you know when all the injuries start happening, you got no depth behind it. It's like oh my god, we're like a college team out there. So, but uh, but anyway, I'm I'm I thought the Chiefs had a good pick in Sky Moore at fifty four. I, I was going to bring him up. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was that was a good pick. I uh, well now talk about. Talk about Green Bay. Let's go yep. back to Green yep. Bay. You needed a wide receiver. 
here's a guy, smallest school, uh, was he Wyoming or Western Michigan? Western, Western Michigan. Michigan. Western yeah. Michigan. But a smaller school in Western Michigan, I think they're out of the MAC. Here's a guy who definitely could have fit in with Aaron Rodgers. You could have had two wide receivers. Two. You lost your stud. You lost your guy. Not only did they lost your guy, you also lost MVS. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's came to the Chiefs. You so did. you even lost some additional depth at wide receiver. You did. Because that was the number two, I think. Yes. I, I would assume he was their number two. I know they had some tight ends that they like to use. but um, I mean, yeah. it was so bad that Aaron Rodgers wanted Jake Kumaro back. Now, no, disrespect, no, no disrespect to Jake, right? Jake's on the Bills roster, right? He, he's been on oh. our practice squad for, you know, he's he's just a guy, right? But he's just a guy that, that Aaron Rodgers trusted to make big catches in big situations that he wanted him back, and they didn't do it. They it, it's, it almost seems like in Green Bay that it's like a little bit of a fight, right? A tug of war. Because Rodgers puts, you know, has a tantrum, and so now the Packers are going to kind of deny him or deny this, right? And they're going back and forth. Well, why is that? They don't have an owner. Yeah, they don't have an they, owner. Not going to no, say no. Not this with my quarterback. They they don't have a good what uh, Wolf was. Ron Wolf was yeah, with the vice yeah. president of operations and things like that. He he was running the ship. You, you you're right. They. It's not the fact you don't have an owner, but you don't have control at the top. You don't. And then, you know, the last, the last, you, you took my sky more because I wanted to bring that one up. I, you know, very good pick there. So the last on the list was this kid out of Georgia running back. Um, he, 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 he has good speed. You're uh, talking about him already. Come on. You, you know, he, they, they don't think he could be a workhorse like his older brother. Uh, but he, he's, he's got big play potential. He he's, can move in between the tackles. You know, so this was a nice pick at 63. Surprise, he slipped to 63, but another Georgia player to go off the board. I'm talking about James Cook. Oh, we did talk about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stevie D, it's over. I'm surprised it's over. It's over so fast. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that you can't wait for. Like I said, it's like Christmas. But uh, so, CBD, that's going to wrap this one up. All right. Uh, for Vince, for my man, CBD, we'll talk to you soon.